إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد Indeed all praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise and we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness We seek refuge with Allah from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our bad deeds Whomsoever Allah guides then no one can misguide And whomsoever Allah misguides then no one can guide I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone and he has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger. As for that which follows, فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ Indeed, the most truthful speech is the speech of Allah, the Qur'an. وَخَيْرَ الْهُدَى هُدَى مُحَمَّدٍ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The best and the finest of guidance is the guidance of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَتُهَا The worst of affairs are the newly invented matters. وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ Every newly invented matter is an innovation in the religion. وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ Every innovation is misguidance. وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ And every misguidance is in the hellfire. عن أبي بكرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال ألا أنبئكم بأكبر الكبائر ثلاثا It was narrated by Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه He said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said Should I not inform you of the worst sins? Should I not inform you of the greatest of sins? And he said this three times صلى الله عليه وسلم قُلْنَا بَلَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ The companion said, yes, messenger of Allah. قَالَ الْإِشْرَاقُ بِاللَّهِ To ascribe partners in the worship of Allah. وَعُقُوقُ الْوَالِدَيْنِ And to be undutiful to the parents. وَكَانَ مُتَّكِئًا فَجَلَسَ And as the Prophet ﷺ was speaking, he was reclining, so he sat up. وَقَالَ أَلَى وَقَوْلُ الزُّورِ وَشَهَادَةُ الزُّورِ And he said to give false statements and false testimony. فَمَا زَالَ يُكَرِّرُهَا حَتَّى قُلْنَا لَيْتَهُ سَكَتْ مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ And the Prophet wasallam he kept repeating himself and he kept reiterating himself. أَلَا وَقَوْلُ الزُّورِ وَشَهَادَةُ الزُّورِ أَلَا وَقَوْلُ الزُّورِ وَشَهَادَةُ الزُّورِ He kept saying this until we said لَيْتَهُ سَكَتْ If only he would be silent. If only he would be silent. And this was out of the concern that the companions of the Prophet ﷺ had for him. And out of compassion for him And contained in this particular hadith is a clarification of some of the worst sins. It is a clarification of some of the greatest sins that a person can commit in this world. And the very first sin that is mentioned, which is the worst sin that a person can do in this world, is ascribing partners in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That a person takes the right that is solely due to Allah jalla wa'ala 
and he directs it to someone from amongst the creation. This is the worst sin and is the greatest form of oppression. As he said, Subhanah, Inna shirka la dhulmun azim. Indeed, a shirk, indeed, polytheism, it is a great oppression. And likewise, he said, Subhanah, Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih. Indeed, Allah does not forgive that partners are ascribed to him. And he forgives less than this for whoever he wills. And from the time of Adam until the time of Nuh the entirety of humanity were upon a tawheed. As Ibn Abbas said, He said that between Adam and between Nuh, there were ten generations. And all of them were upon Islam. So the origin of mankind is that all of them were upon a tawheed. And the only reason why a shirk, why polytheism began in the first place, is because during the time of Nuh السلام, his people began to devote themselves and dedicate themselves to the graves of the righteous. So when a person would die who they deemed to be righteous, they would make images and pictures of this individual. And then over time, they began to worship these people beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu said regarding those who make pictures and those who make images, He said the people who will have the most severe punishment on the Day of Judgment will be those who make pictures. And this hadith is collected by Al-Bukhari Muslim. And ascribing partners in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it did not become widespread and mainstream amongst the Arab, except by way of Amr ibn Luhay. And this is because this individual, he went to Asham, he went to Syria, and he saw that the people there used to worship idols and statues. So he took this concept back to Arabia. He took this concept back to Mecca. And then over time, this was something that became widespread and mainstream amongst the Arab. And when the Prophet ﷺ was shown the hellfire, he saw this individual, Amr ibn Luhay, as it comes in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ra'aytu Amr ibn Amr al-Khuzai yajurru qusbahu finnar. He said, I saw Amr ibn Amr dragging his bowels in the hellfire, dragging his intestines in the hellfire. Wakana awwala man suyuf. And he was the first person to devote animals to false deities. And another narration it mentions that he was the first person to change the religion of Ibrahim And we always have to keep in mind that a shirk is not just worshipping statues and idols. A shirk is not just worshipping people or angels or anything from amongst the creation. A shirk, another form and manifestation of a shirk is that a person does good deeds and he does acts of worship but not for the pleasure and the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he does good deeds and acts of worship to show off to others and to impress others and this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to fear the most for his ummah as it comes in the hadith of Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu he said kharaja alayna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, one day, the Prophet ﷺ came out to us, and we were discussing, we were talking about Al-Masih al-Dajjal. 
فقال الا اخبركم بما هو اخوف عليكم عندي من المسيح الدجال the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said should i not inform you of what i fear more for you than al masih dajjal and we know that al masih dajjal is going to be the greatest trial and tribulation that's going to take place on this earth the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said should i not inform you of that which i fear most for you even more than al masih dajjal qul qulna bala we said yes of course faqala al shirk al khafi he said conceal polytheism Conceal shirk. And yaqum al rajul yusalli. That a person stands up and he offers the prayer. Fayuzayinu salata. And he beautifies his prayer. He makes his prayer look real good. Lima yara min nadari rajulin. Because he sees that someone's looking at him. And this hadith was authenticated by Al Albani rahimahullah ta'ala. So we constantly have to check ourselves when we do good deeds. We constantly have to scrutinize ourselves when we do acts of worship. And we have to make sure that we're doing our deeds sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're not doing it for any other reason. Otherwise our deeds are going to be in vain and they're not going to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the supplications that will aid and assist us, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, to correct our intentions and to rectify our intentions, is that supplication that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. He said, Ya Abu Bakr, he said, Abu Bakr, a shirk, polytheism, polytheism amongst you, it is more concealed than the movement of an ant. So Abu Bakr he was perplexed. He said, isn't a shirk just ascribing partners in the worship of Allah? By the one in whose hand is my soul. The Prophet وسلم, is swearing by Allah. He said, A shirk is more concealed than the movement of an ant. He says, Should I not direct you to something? Should I not point you out to something? That if you were to do it, then it will rid you of the minor and the major shirk. قال قل اللهم إني أعوذ بك أن أشرك بك وأنا أعلم. He said, say, O oh Allah, I seek, I seek refuge in you that I ascribe partners to you and I know. وأستغفرك لما لا أعلم. And I seek your forgiveness for that which I don't know. والحمد لله. الحمد لله رب العالمين. All praise and thanks belong to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. The good end is for those who possess piety. There is no transgression except against those who oppress. I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone and he has no partners. He aids and he supports those who are righteous. And I bear witness and I testify that Muhammad, may Allah raise his rank and grant him peace, is his slave and his messenger. As for the statement of the Prophet, and to be undutiful to the parents. And being undutiful and disobedient to one's parents is a serious, serious offense in Islam. That a person is rude and disrespectful towards his parents. And that he does not fulfill the rights of his parents. 
This is one of the worst sins that a person can commit and perpetrate in this world. And this is because the parents have the greatest right of, upon a person after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because the parents are the ones who raised and cultivated their children when they were young and small. So therefore they are entitled to the best of treatment. They are entitled to the utmost kindness and the utmost respect. And in more than one verse in the Qur'an, Allah Jalla wa'ala, He mentions the right of the parents directly after His right subhanahu. As He said, and worship Allah alone and do not ascribe anything with Him. And be kind and dutiful to the parents. So being kind and dutiful to one's parents is a religious obligation upon every single Muslim. And even if a person has parents who are not Muslim, it's still obligatory. And it's binding upon this individual to be kind and dutiful towards them. And one of the best ways, actually the best way, that a person can be kind and dutiful towards his parents if they're not Muslim is by calling them to Islam and clarifying to them the reality of Al-Islam that is not a religion of terrorism is not a religion of people killing one another without right it is a religion that entails justice and honor it is a religion that is based upon a tawheed the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and putting everything in its proper place and likewise, dealing with one's parents with the best of manners and the best of character. As this will be a means, ta'ala, that will soften their hearts, and inshallah ta'ala, it will lead them to embracing Islam. As for the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah wa qawlu zur wa shahadatu zur And qawlu zur as the scholars explain, it is lying in general. And shahadatu zur is giving false testimony to take the rights of others to infringe upon the rights of others. And the reason why the Prophet ﷺ kept repeating himself and kept reiterating himself when he warned against lying and giving false testimony because this is an issue that many people are heedless and they're negligent concerning. And they don't, look it at, they don't look at it as being an issue that is serious. They look at it as though it's something small and minute when in fact it is something serious and great with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there was no quality or characteristic that was more hated to the Prophet ﷺ than lying. As it comes in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, مَا كَانَ خُلُقٌ أَبْغَضَ إِلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مِنَ الْكَذِبِ She said there was no quality or characteristic that was more hated to the Prophet ﷺ than lying. وَلَقَدْ كَانَ الرَّجُلُ يُحَدِّثُ عِنْدَ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم And a person would tell a lie in the presence of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَمَا يَزَالُ فِي نَفْسِهِ حَتَّى يَعْلَمَ أَنَّهُ قَدْ أَحْدَثَ مِنْهَا تَوْبَةً Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would not be content and he would not be okay until he knew that this individual had repented for that sin نسأل الله عز وجل أن يوفقنا وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضاه ويسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى to give us all success in that which he loves and he's pleased with ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنا وفي الآخرة حسنا we ask our Lord for the good of this life and the good of the hereafter and to save us from the punishment of the fire. Allahumma a'izzal Islam wal Muslimin. Allahumma a'izzal Islam wal Muslimin. Allahumma a'izzal Islam wal Muslimin. We ask Allah to give honor and nobility to Islam and the Muslims everywhere. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.